0: Bye-bye. <laughs>
1: right welcome back welcome back all you chasing the natty fans and subscribers uh i am xavier hood your host of chasing the natty alongside me i have jared palmgren my other uh host of chasing the natty and this is the king's classic college fantasy football sit start discussion we are officially in what is this jared week four week of our week quattro of our king's classic league and we we made it away with the last week. We made it away with a win. We we did well. I'm I'm really proud of us. I think I we both predicted us to win that week. If I'm not mistaken, I, I think we nailed it last
0: week, where we just kind of coasted to a win. All all respect to Scott and CK's team, but like I just kind of I didn't expect our or I didn't we didn't really need our team to score a ton this past week, and we were on the struggle bus for a while until Sam Howell came into it. But we didn't need our team to overperform this last week to get the win. So we got the win. A few things before we get started here. Uh, First of all, again, thank you for that wonderful introduction, Xavier. A-plus effort. Um, That's not me being sarcastic, I swear. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'll know. I will know. That's true. We've lived long enough together to where you know if I'm being sarcastic or not. Regardless, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. If you are watching this on YouTube, you can see we have some of our graphics back. I have been toiling away this week trying to rebuild a lot of our stuff. I have rebuilt an entire new graphic set for the King's Classic Sit Start Discussion. So if you're listening to this on podcast, please hop on over to the YouTube side. Watch us here. That's the way to watch this, in my opinion. Um, In addition to that, y'all, welcome... um, Please make sure you are following us on Twitter. I'm at CFF underscore Jared. He is at CFF underscore Xavier. Uh, Please make sure you are subscribed to us on YouTube. Please leave any questions, comments, or anything down below. You guys know how YouTube works. Uh, Make sure you're following us on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. And if you are so kind, please leave us a little five-star review or a four-star review. Whatever you want to leave us. I just love hearing feedback from y'all. I like hearing affirmation. It is very nice whenever I get a DM saying, just as simple, y'all are doing a good job. So anyway, with all that being said and out of the way, let's get started on this week. So again, we're recapping last week. And like I said, we kind of coasted to a win. Xavier, where do you think we went
1: right here? <laughs> Yeah, uh, we went right in a lot of places. Uh, Sam Howell. Uh, let's let's start with the big name. The Sam Howell versus the uh, Virginia uh, versus the Virginia team that he faced, and mm-hmm. I think that was an over under game. If y'all didn't watch our preview from last week, to where it was expected to have over like sixty five for the over under, and we were just like, well, Sam Howell a good quarterback. We were going to start him anyway, but this just adds an extra incentive of like why we made that decision to keep him in the starting lineup, and he lived up. He threw mm-hmm. for five touchdowns, 307 passing yards, and also Sam Howell's is the you know coming a little bit more mobile this season. I, I, and I say a little bit, I should be say a lot. He had over 112 uh, rushing yards, which is very surprising. And you know that was one of my criticisms from um, Sam Howell for the past few years, where I was I thought he was a little bit more stationary in that pocket, and I was like the future of the league is moving for a little bit more mobility, so he to be able to do both, and he's showing that. And I really like that for our fantasy team and for the NFL for the future for his career. So. I think that was a great, great uh, choice of starting him because it's honestly our only choice. I mean, we still had some other good quarterbacks on our bench that did well. I'll give a shout-out to JT Daniels, uh guy that we picked up in the very second-to-last round of our draft, where I thought, hey, the UGA offense is improving, If JT's the starter, which he is. Yeah, he'll do well in that offense and throw for a lot of touchdowns, and he did it. Threw for three touchdowns. Caleb Ellaby also had a great day against Pittsburgh. That was a really good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... I'm trying to think if that was one of those games that were over under 65 points, but definitely... Uh, I don't think that was yeah. on our over-under. Yeah, it wasn't on our over-under, but definitely got me a little bit more intrigued with, you know, Pittsburgh a lot more than I was going into the season. Western Michigan, I was hoping to see pick up the pace because there were times where we were considering, hey, maybe Caleb LB is uh, maybe on the chopping block for our yeah, team. Yeah,
0: he's, he's been on the chopping drop, block for the last, like, two weeks, and basically because we didn't get
1: the guys that we wanted... Uh, he just kind of stuck around. Yeah. Kay. So we're gonna give him like he's he's teetering that line of like all right, you got to show a little bit more consistency for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Now I guess to move on to the big dud, and then I'll let you uh, talk about the running backs. Uh, C.J. Stroud versus Tulsa. Mm-hmm. If you did not watch that game, go back and watch that game. The the score line may be a little bit de- uh, deceit. It may be a little bit deceiving for some because it looks like forty one to twenty. Oh man, Ohio State just cruised that victory. Yeah, no, for three quarters of that game. Tulsa and Ohio State, Ohio State were going back and forth of just like nobody could score points or Ohio State was only just getting it on the ground, and it took a while, and it just looked like C.J. Stroud was very limited and just kind of forgot how to pass the ball, mm-hmm. and I, I was very concerned. I was like, man, uh, are they going to pull him? Are they going to put up Kyle McCord in, or are they going to put in um, uh, who's the guy, Jack Miller? So I didn't know, but in the, in the end, he had 12 points, which is not really great. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for again, we didn't our... need
0: it, it helped that one of our opponent's quarterbacks got injured like five minutes into his game. Yeah,
1: which is sad. We don't
0: encourage. Injuries, oh, no, God. But no. For our...
1: Yeah. But for our fantasy sake, uh, for our uh, week, it helped us out a lot. But, yeah, it is concerning going forward from the future for CJ because um, he's not playing this weekend. We just got the update that they are only putting him in for emergency purposes because they're going to get to Akron. So he's opinion. not playing. <laughs> Yeah, he's not going to play unless you know Kyle McCord or Jack Miller just throw interception after interception, and they're like, "All right, we need somebody to win this." And obviously, I still think Trevion Henderson can like just go under center and just like run the ball. I mean, Akron has one of the win. worst rushing defenses in the country, so. <laughs> Ooh, I'm interested. I did pick up Trevion in our league, so might have to start him. And uh, that this is a different league that I'm talking about, but our home league, okay? Yeah. He's our starting him against me. Yeah, I am. Um, so, yeah, uh, those but were my, the quarterbacks. Mine's coming that,
0: back this week. Mine's coming yeah, back. Mine, this-
1: mine is coming back. He had an illness, so um, that's, uh, I guess, a good sign for us. Uh, did we? Uh, actually, we'll get to that later on to see who we dropped and picked up uh, for, off the waiver. Of wire. But that's it for our quarterbacks. Uh, Sam had a great day. Our backups did really well. Gave us a lot of promise and a lot of hard decisions for this upcoming week. CJ's not playing this week, so obviously have a big decision, but uh, this is a recap of our week, so we'll go to the next to our running backs, and I'll let you even touch on our flexes too, Jared, because they're running backs as well. So what do you have to say about these guys? I mean,
0: Kenneth Walker performed like we want him to. He ran yes. all over Miami. Kenneth Walker, uh, by far our biggest star running back this uh, week, and pretty much every Eisman week been start...
1: candidates, Kenneth Walker, the pretty,
0: pretty much a starter every week for us here on out. Hassan Haskins performed very well for us as a one-week plug-and-play kind of guy. We were struggling a little bit at running back this past week, and we figured just plug him in against NIU, see what he does. Well, ran for 56 yards and two touchdowns. So that definitely uh, did well for us. Tyler Algier, number one running back for BYU's offense. He did what he was supposed to got us 12 points. Wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but uh, he did his job. And then Deshaun Corbett's really the disappointment of the week. Uh, two like only 38 yards total. He had two receptions, which helped out his point total in in this league a little bit. But even still, that's not going to get it done. And the shine of Florida State's definitely war- war- definitely wearing off now. And uh, I, I'm I'm thinking I kind of jumped the gun a little bit by looking to uh put Corbin into this lineup early on, and especially they couldn't do anything against Wake Forest that's not somebody that we're going to want to rely on every week. I, would, I I'm going to be advocating to sit Jashon this week. Um go ahead and talk about our receivers a little bit.
1: Ooh, hold did, on, hold on. Hold oh. on, hold on. I feel like we're forgetting a star player that we had on our bench that we've been waiting on uh, at running back.
0: Oh, you're right. I didn't even talk I didn't even talk about our bench players. Yes, Mr. Ty Chandler finally finally getting going. 198 yards and two touchdowns against Virginia now is this something I'm expecting every single week probably not but in addition to that like it's nice to finally see him kind of solidify his role in this offense I have a feeling that he's going to get a decent production every single week now I'm not expecting Javante Williams and Michael Carter just yet but the fact that he solidified his piece in this offense, I think is going to be good for us going forward. So, yeah, I,
1: I I was going to say, I, I want to mention the fact that he got 20 plus carries, I believe, in that game. And he was only splitting with Caleb Hood because the other two running backs were hurt. Mm-hmm. It was very enticing. And I, I, I was advocating after week one, I was like, don't give up on the run game. I believe Ty Chandler was a good back. And I think Mac Brown finally realized, hey, I have a good back. Might as well use them and give him more opportunities to uh, keep myself in the game. and it was a shootout for, against uh, Virginia for a while until, you know, uh, the Tar Heels uh, started leaving ahead. So I, I look forward to the future with Ty Chandler and even, you know, Caleb put in the future. Maybe he uh, steps up, hopefully not this season, because I don't want him to cut into Ty Chandler's uh, production. Mm-hmm. But for the future, definitely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Fair enough. So you want to talk about our receivers? And I'll, go ahead. I'll let you throw in uh,
1: Michael Meyer in there as well. Okay, I'll I'll leave our I'll leave our star guy on the bench for you. I know you want to say some things. Actually, you have two star guys. I didn't even see uh that uh, the second guy, but yeah. Well, I'll leave the star I'll, I'll talk about the starters, of Michael Myers. Yeah, David Bell uh, had a you know he got a lot of receptions, which we do like. We drafted him number one for a reason. Now he did have a scare in the middle of that game against uh, Notre Dame where he was injured, and I was like, "Dear God, don't tell me we lost our number one draft pick for the year." Mm-hmm. I, I really I – mean, well, not we didn't have the number one overall pick, but he was our first pick. So I, I was very concerned. I was like, it's not like a mistake that we made of, like, drafting injury-prone players. It's football. It's a physical sport. Injuries happen sometime So it was really uh, concerning when he had to be carted off the field because at the time I wasn't watching the game. I didn't know the injury. So I was thinking, oh, God, it's his leg or his arm or something. He can't move. Mm-hmm. But then I found out it was a head-on collision. Obviously, that's still not good. Uh, but he reported on Twitter that he's feeling much better. and He's going to play this weekend, so I like that going forward. They're facing um, who is Purdue facing? That's a good question. You look, they're uh, facing an, uh, an easier opponent than Illinois. Today, so I'm looking. They're facing Illinois, so I, I like David Bell's uh, chances of returning and having a good game. Rakeem mm-hmm. Jared, uh, against uh, they played Illinois, Illinois, and that game was very is a weird uh, game. I, it was a weird game because what was the game before that? That was really it was really good. Uh, Louisville that, UCF. Probably, yeah, we had Louisville UCF. We saw a, a great shootout, and I was thinking, hey, Maryland has a great passing attack, and Illinois, you know, they they like to use the ground game. So I was like, maybe it'll just be a battle of like two different styles. And it really didn't end up. It was very slow paced and boring. Kind of mm-hmm. gave up after a while. And Rakeem Jared took a while to get going. He only had four receptions, but he had 70 yards. So he in total got us 11 points, which was enough for us this week, and I I still like him going forward. But actually, this Maryland offense is looking a lot more potent than I thought to where the ball's going to be spread around a little bit more. So, Mm. I mean, Dante DeMoss is still good. You have Fleet Davis at the running back, and then you have a few other receivers and tight ends that are doing well too. But I still think Raheem Jarris is the best uh, playmaker and player on that team in terms of talent, so I still like him on our team. Uh, Our third wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, out of Ohio State, yeah, he kind of saved us in the end. Uh, it wasn't until, like, the third or fourth quarter until he finally caught the touchdown pass from CJ. Mm-hmm. So it was after it was just, like, Trevion had three touchdowns already, two hundred 240, what, 40, 70 yards, something like that, something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, maybe Garrett is not going to get involved today. And also, Chris Olave didn't do anything that day. I thought he was hurt. Nope. So the receivers were just very concerning for Ohio State, and I was looking – I was sweating for a while, but I was like, Garrett finally came through. Uh, we picked Garrett. Uh, did we pick Garrett over Olave in our draft? We did. Or, we no, did. no, so, no.
0: We, um, we let somebody else make the decision that we grabbed somebody yeah, on the way back.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what we did. And looks like, you know, it kind of paid, paid up for us uh, in terms of this week. Now we don't know it for the future. It depends mm-hmm. on who you like more. I, I still like both uh, wide receivers. But Garrett's been doing, uh, been I guess, more consistent so far. Lastly, uh, tight ends. Michael Meyer did not have a great day at all. But mm-hmm. I'll give context. I think the top five, like, tight ends didn't have the great day. Like, Dolches didn't do well. Well, we happen to play Meyer. the
0: one tight end, the, the one top tight end that still yeah. performed well. Because Trey McBride's sitting over there with 19 points.
1: Oh, yeah. Because he went against Toledo. But also, I'm like, Michael Meyer went against Purdue. So I was like, oh, were they really stopping him on this? So I was like, I'm confused, but I don't expect him to, you know, have only one reception for five yards every week. Obviously you can have dead weeks and you're tight end. So I'm not too, um, too worried about your production. I was like, you're still a big part of that team and I like him going forward. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's mainly it for our starters, uh, starting pass catchers. Uh, I guess Jared, you can speak on our bench. I know there's one guy that you've been, uh, waiting for a breakout game.
0: Yeah, thank God, Charleston Rambo, man. I have been beating this drum all off season because a lot of people were saying Michael, Mike, Harland, Mike Harley, Mike Harley, Mike Harley, and I get it, y'all. He's a, he's a returning senior, like re- leading receiver from Miami. I knew Charleston Rambo was coming in looking for a fresh start, and everything I was hearing just coming out of camp was saying, "Hey, he's an instant impact player. He's developing chemistry with every single one of these quarterbacks. He's going to get targets in every game, every scrimmage." I was hearing. He had like seven, eight, nine receptions or sometimes double digit receptions in these scrimmages and I just kept telling people, I'm like hey, pay attention to that like Charleston Rambo absolutely could be like the breakout wide receiver for Miami this year Finally 12 receptions for 156 yards and 2 touchdowns in their blowout loss to Michigan State Now, I'm not ready to say I'm not going to take my full victory lap yet because this is one game Lots of receivers have good, like, won good games, but I'm just saying he's absolutely worth us keeping on our on this roster for at least a couple more weeks just to see what plays out. And then the other wide receiver that is doing well for me all of a sudden is uh, Mr. Tyler Snead. Uh, in addition, because he apparently throws touchdowns now, this is the yeah. second this is the second game in a row that he's thrown a touchdown. Which, if that's what he's gonna
1: do, that's what he's gonna do.
0: And yeah, uh, get a
1: lot more consideration now. I'm like, you're a quarterback. Now you're going to have to, uh, they might well, have to add a It's, like, it's little... trick plays. Yeah, I know it's trick plays, but you know, I just, you know, you might as well just give them the distinction of wide receiver quarterback. Might as well have fan tracks, do it for us. Mm-hmm. Give them wide receiver QB de- uh, designation. righty.
0: So that kind of wraps up our recap of last week. So now we're going to move on to the actual sitting and starting, but before we get to that, I'll mention um just the different items that are uh different players that we dropped um we did drop um josh wiley uh he was been replaced by wide receiver out of snu rashie rice um we kind of went we were in our um whatchamacallit in our waiver wire pickups and everything we kind of went after wide receivers pretty heavily we also tried to go after don'tavian wicks out of Virginia. Missed out on that one because we're top four, so therefore we have a bad waiver wire order. Um, we did try to go for Jackson Dart, but it turns out he's going to be out for several weeks now, which, boo. Um, but yeah, Rushy Rice is our only main pickup this week. There's other guys on here that I personally would rather we drop, like Joseph Ngata. Um He's going to be an easy drop after this week, probably. If Mayan Williams really does take a backseat to Henderson, he's going to be an easy drop this week. Um, Deshaun Corbin he's gonna definitely be on the bench this week and if he underperforms again he uh, he's gone so but even so we'll talk about that in a second let's go through each position and let's figure out who we're gonna sit who we're gonna start so Xavier why don't you start us off with the quarterbacks
1: yeah, uh, we have Sam Howell versus Georgia Tech. Uh, I think this is a no-brainer. I think we're both on the uh, same uh, page in terms of Sam Howell will be our starter. Uh, Absolutely. be one for us. Now, this is where the uh, this is where things start to get really dicey, and we might spend a little bit of time on this. Maybe not. We have CJ Stroud going as Akron. We've uh, since got the news that he will not be playing unless it's for emergency purposes, and since it's Akron, I don't think they will need him for an emergency because I doubt there will be an emergency. Mm-hmm. So we have a decision to make. Uh, we have JT Daniels versus Van... Uh, why am I saying Vandiver? I, I'm thinking about uh, college just so much and I miss it. But they're going against Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt is not in a good state. They're never in a good state. But I think this mm-hmm. Vanderbilt team is r- so far away from being any, uh, you know, just showing of a great Power 5 program or a decent... Just the, it's, they're honestly just another FDS team, just in the SEC for some reason. So I do like JT Daniels, but also you have Caleb LB versus San Jose State. And after that performance that he had with Pittsburgh and you know Western Michigan wants to get in another shootout, I, I wouldn't mind it because I think JT and Caleb had similar days last week where they both had like 29. Very, points. very similar days last week. Yeah, it was only by like a, a, a hundredth and a tenth uh, that they separated. So, but it's, uh, I, I was gonna, eh, let's see. I, I'm gonna advocate for JT Daniels. I, I've I remember when we drafted, it, we were at the Kings Classic in Ohio. I was like, let's take a shot on JT. Just this, uh, the pick boy the second uh, pick before the, our last pick, and I was like, hey, if we believe in this office as much as we do as Georgia fans, why not take a, uh, a chance on JT, who we uh, have you know put our faith in as our home team and as a guy that we believe in to lead this power for, uh, power five program to you know prominence. So. And it's against uh, Vanderbilt. Now, the only concern is, would they take JT out too, like, quickly? Like, we kind of want, like, we have a tough opponent this week. And uh, we've seen from some games to where, like, if Georgia gets a lead, they'll they'll do things of, like, all right, we'll have JT out there for maybe, like, what, 80% of the snaps. Then we'll throw Stetson out there. And then, or they'll throw Stetson in a half, like coming out of the half, and then they like, he throws a pick, and they're like, all right, get JT back in, out there. So it's a lot of weird inconsistency. But I think going forward, what Georgia needs to do, and I hope they do, they just let JT play a full game and let like open the playbook up and explore new things. I think Vanderbilt is a great program to do that against. Uh, well, a great opportunity for them to do that against. They're a great program. Uh, so I think this is going to be the first game where we see JT maybe play like not all four quarters but like four quarters uh like ma- all the majority of the game until like you know five minutes left and we're up by like 40 or something
0: i'm gonna disagree with you hard here um la- last week was the game you're talking about against south carolina they kept jt gave yeah. him as much reps as possible wasn't until the, like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter they're like all right fine take him out um yeah, so my my whole thing with JT, as much as I love him, believe in the Georgia offense and everything, Georgia is the kind of team that if a team is going to let them run on them, there's not a ton of reason for them to pass, i.e. look at the South Carolina game from last year. Last year when they were giving up like eight yards a carry on the ground, you saw JT only throw for about 130-something and a touchdown in that game, even though Georgia won... 45 to like 13 or something like that that is the kind of game that we could be looking at here with jt against vanderbilt a vanderbilt team that is absolute hogwash garbage um so jt could go off and we could see plenty of bombs from him i.e like sets and bennett in the uab game um i could see that happening but also we could again see him like he did last year against usc where by no means did he struggle. It's just that there was no need to pass. And so it could be that George is not going to have a huge need to pass in this game.
1: Now, no, I. I oh, okay, I'll let you finish.
0: Now, my whole thing with our, these two backup quarterbacks is I don't think either one of them are in a great situation here. San Jose State's defense is legit. Um, they held Hawaii to 13 points. Um, USC. But, you know, Power 5 against a group of 5 and everything like that. But this is another group of 5 versus group of 5. San Jose State's defense is legit. And Caleb Ellaby, in the two games before he played against Pittsburgh, struggled against a good Michigan State defense. And I forget who they played the week after, but he struggled in that game. Illinois State. Illinois State. Struggled in that game as well. Illinois State is probably a worse defense than he's going to be facing at San Jose State. Now, what the now the weird part about all this is again the fact that he then performed well against what's supposed to be a good pittsburgh defense so to me ellaby has like the higher upside but the lower floor out of these two backup quarterbacks here because if he can perform well like he did in that pittsburgh game to me he's a no-brainer here we go with him Cause there's also not a danger of him getting taken out early in that San Jose State game. Cause that's a very even game in my opinion. I don't see him getting taken out unless they're already blowing out
1: San Jose. Or he could get I'll finished. say this, I'll say this. I think they're in similar uh, situations of like Western Michigan has a good run uh, rushing attack in Ladarius Jefferson. And I get, I'm forgetting the guy behind him that's really good. Sean too. Tyler. Yeah, Sean Tyler. They're doing great so far and I, I, I probably need to look up, uh, you know, the two teams of like in terms of their rush defense of who's worse because Western Michigan can decide because that's how they want to. If, if I had to guess off the top of my head, Vanderbilt's probably worse with the rush. Probably, probably. But I, I think, you know, it feels a little bit different. I, I'm, I'm going to go with a little bit of more of a pain and not fact, but it's because we only have a small sample size of this year where Georgia, like in the past yet yeah, if, if we're going against an easier team and we can run the ball, obviously we're going to run the ball the entire game. But we tried that. I'm not saying, like, UAB was no slouch, like, a slouch team or anything. Like, they obviously a good uh, program for their conference. And, you know, they're a great defensive team. They were able to stop our run just a little bit to mm-hmm. where I don't think we had that many guys. Or we didn't have any running backs break 100 yards. And no. we didn't have any guy break, like, over, I don't think, 80 or anything like that. So it wasn't too great. But I think – the, with this Georgia offense, the fact that we're spreading the ball out some more, we I think, like, Monken and Kirby both know that, yeah, if we're able to run, we're able to run. That's great. But I think we're exploring new things because they have higher aspirations of, all right, we need this offense to click on, like, all four cylinders. Like, I'm still going to try to establish the run. But I think this is going to be a, a more balanced Georgia team than we've seen in the teams of the past of, like, all right, yeah. if the If this was an Arkansas game or any, like, a tougher opponent where, like, yeah – hey, I don't want too many mistakes. But I feel like Vanderbilt's the perfect team of, like, you're allowed to make mistakes because they're going to make more than you. And you can still, like, win the game and get out of there and then find things to clean up for them. Like, it's basically, like, another practice game for them. And I think JT's going to use all his abilities and find different receivers and say, hypothetically, that he throws, like, three touchdowns and a half. And we're already sitting pretty at, like, 25-plus points and they just throw him out there for a third quarter if they take him down. I'm fine with having a quarterback with 25 points plus. But then also Caleb Ellaby, I, I just feel, ah, it's just like the first two games of inconsistency I don't like because JT had different situations of like the first game you have Clemson. Nobody was mm-hmm. expecting JT to light it up. And then UAB, he was hurt. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get to see him. now. But now that he's uh, reportedly healthy and he's going to play the Vanderbilt game, I think they're going to have JT out there majority of the game. And he's going to have a lot of opportunities to light it up and do great things. I think this is going to be probably be one of his best days. And I don't want to like miss like, because it's not going to be too many times that we can use JT this season. I think this is probably the best chance we have of getting his best game for the season.
0: You know what? I'll, I'll yield on this. We will go JT to start. Okay. Um, I will cry if he performs doesn't perform well, because that means he true. won't be performing well will, against Vanderbilt. I
1: will take I will take the L on that because if it is against Vanderbilt, I'm gonna cry personally as a Georgia fan, but also for our uh, our team in fantasy. I will be like, man, maybe we should have went Caleb Ellaby. Now, if it's like a three point like you know difference between lb and JT, I'm not gonna concede anything because I'm like they both had good days. And mm-hmm. if it's like not a three point loss that we had then yeah i won't concede anything so i think but honestly we can go with either guy but i really want to advocate for jt because i think the weapons that georgia has in our passing attack that we saw last week as well too against south carolina where we saw ad mitchell get in there a little bit more we're gonna have um god i think blaylock is reported to possibly get in this game maybe not but we just jermaine burton arian smith like all these guys are going to be available to him and we're going to be able to expose some things
0: Yep. yeah Again, I'm willing, I'm, willing, I'm willing to roll the dice on that. Okay. Um Go to running backs here. And I'll tell you what I'm going to advocate for here. Corbin, bench, throw in Chesma Lucy. Okay. And then I'm going to also bench Hassan for Ty. Any arguments there? Uh. Or do you think Hassan should go in over Algier? Oh, that's tough. Because um, that's, that's where I'm kind of at. Because, again, Algiers yeah, is number like, one running yeah. back for BYU. But Hassan but, is just a part of that rushing attack for Michigan. Exactly.
1: It's almost at the same time, like, if I had to project what Michigan's going to do, Hassan Haskins is going to get a touchdown. Like, it's just, it's like, it's like, you know, like the saying that we've always been saying, it's like Dev taxes and then Hassan Haskins is going to get a touchdown against a soft opponent. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing that. Like, we're not expecting Hassan Haskins to have Blake Corum, who we initially wanted, but couldn't get because we weren't high enough on the waiver list. But Hassan still gets a lot of work and he will get that one. Like, Harbaugh is doing a good job of spreading out the ball for his running backs because he knows this is probably the one spotlight I have for this team. So mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't blame you. It's just that. I, let's see. It, 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 is, it is a tough decision because I, I, I'm with you with Corbin and putting in ches malusi I'm absolutely 100% for that. And Ty Chandler against Georgia Tech, I really like the upside. I was like, yes, like, please. Yeah, Ty Chandler versus Georgia Tech, I, I love the upside here. I, I do not denounce that to where I'm just like, uh, maybe he can revert back. I think, like, Matt Brown knows, all right, maybe I have to incorporate this guy a lot more with Caleb Hood. But if those other guys do come back, Will that cut into his carries and will that cut into his production? I don't think it's going to be significant enough.
0: I think they showed last week that they're willing to trust him with a good chunk
1: of carries. Yeah, I think so too. So, uh, it's tough because I really don't want to – I don't want to – you know what? I'm with you with Corbin. I'll let you make the decision on Haskins and – I've made a decision. uh, All right, you're going to take out Haskins? No,
0: we put in Haskins, to take out Algier. Okay, uh, that that is what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna move forward with. Because again, I just Rutgers. I can't believe the words are coming out of my mouth. Rutgers, for once, is a good enough team to where Michigan will probably keep in their starters for a lot longer than we typically would expect again in a game against Rutgers. That's true. So, so we you're don't thinking have like he's gonna
1: get like a 20-20 split with Corum. Yeah. Or possible something like that along those De- lines. Definitely
0: RB two. I don't think Edwards is gonna get as many carries like he did last week. Um so Wait, I think Edwards Edwards had the third most. Oh yeah, Don,
1: Don, yeah Don, Donovan Edwards. I yeah. see what you mean. So yeah, I I understand what you mean. So I I'm gonna put in
0: Haskins. Again, he's in our flex. That's where you throw your kind of upside guys. That's where yeah. you a lot of times you end up winning your week, is if your flex guys go off or not. So okay. I think for our running backs this week, we got Ty Chandler, Kenneth Walker. And in our two flex positions, we got Haskins and Malusi. Are we good with that?
1: Now I will ask you, what, um, you do you feel really good about Malusi going against Notre Dame, even though we know he's going to get like 30 attempts?
0: What the hell else is Wisconsin going to do? They're not going to pass yeah, the
1: ball. I, I, they're not going to pass the ball, but I mean... I, I'm not ready to say that Notre Dame's defense is something to it's slouch good. at. It does definitely look worse. Deshaun than Corbin looked memory. like a god against them week one. Brian Kovac ran all
0: over them. He did. He did. He did. So, I'm, I'm going to take the chance on that.
1: Malusi's okay, a good back.
0: I, the only thing I'd be slightly worried about is if Berger starts getting more carries than him. But even so, Malusi has proven enough to me that he's going to do well. He's, or he's going to get plenty of carries in this game. So. Okay, then. I think I'm we keep Melissa in. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on to our wide receivers. Um, uh, I think it's your turn to, to
1: lead the discussion here. Okay. Um, we'll start out with uh, Garrett Wilson. Uh, he's going against Akron. Uh, that is, um, it, I, I will say this. Now that now that I'm saying this out loud, and now that I know a little bit more information, he doesn't have CJ Stroud out there. So you're going to have a new quarterback, which a lot of people assume is going to be Kyle McCord. Mm -hmm. And I I just like, you know, new quarterback. I mean, it is Akron, but this is going to be your first time starting for Ohio State. And I don't know, like maybe it'll take some time to get used to your receivers. You have three great receivers to go through. But if he finds it like, you know, a guy that he really likes and it's not Garrett Wilson, then I will kind of, you know, be a little bit sad because I I want the guy with the highest potential to get us a lot of points because as we'll get into later who our opponent has and who we're uh, what we're facing against. I need the highest amount of points possible. I think Garrett Wilson's still a great enough talent to get open, and hopefully Kyle can make those reads
0: mm-hmm. to
1: uh, find him uh, to make plays in the space and get those touchdowns. So I, I think for now we stick with Garrett as starting. Then I'll go on to Rakeem Jr. He's going against Kent State uh, with Dustin Krum and all of them. Their defense is not great, and it will be a shootout, which I believe. Their defense is but, awful. Yeah. So, But at the same time, We've seen from Maryland so far this season to where, like, it's they, – they spread the ball out so much. I mean, Dante and Rakeem get a lot of work. But Fleet Davis is getting work too. The tight end that I can't – last name I can't pronounce because uh, I believe he's African or his uh, family has, like, African descent. So it's really hard to say, and I'm not even going to try to temper butcher it. Mm-hmm. But – um, so it's like Rakeem is going to definitely, like, split targets and touchdowns in that game. So hopefully this will be like, you know, one of his breakout games to where, you know, based off of the history of uh, Maryland and what they've been doing up there for the past two years with t- uh, Talia and Raheem, maybe he'd be the wide receiver one for the day, which I'm like, the reason that we, did we pick him up or do we draft him? We drafted him. I, I was, we drafted him. So that was one of the reasons that I did want him to get drafted on the team. Cause he was a five-star receiver coming out of high school. And I was like, he was definitely a good freshman. So I kind of want that. And Talia is looking great too. Mm-hmm. So, that's it's tough. I, I'll leave that on the table, and then David Bell. We drafted him number one for a reason. He's going against Illinois. Uh, he said he was healthy, so once Xavier, we get that confirmation by the- Xavier, I just looked it up.
0: All right, I, I just looked at the report they have here. Uh, he is
1: officially a game time decision. Yeah, so that's all I was gonna say. I was like, look, he said that he was good to go, but that's not like all like a player can say that until I see the coaches like you know, good to go like. So we're going to be watching that closely till down to the wire. if We're going to make that uh, so decision. I like think we I around. Think,
0: thir- I think we agree that if we keep him in for right now, yeah. But we have to have a backup plan ready to go to see if he's dressed out or not before the game and everything. It's definitely going to be something we got to keep an eye out for. Um, now we ha- we have we, options. Who do our backup? So- who do we put in as our backup?
1: I'll, I'll just strike out the names that we're probably not going to put in. I'm not putting in Nengada for the weekend We don't trust that yet. I still nope. I still have high hopes for him for the season, and maybe he'll show it against NC State and Clemson gets their offense together, but no, I'm not taking that chance. Rashi Rice is going against TCU. I still love the SMU offense. so We did pick him up off the waiver wire for a reason, but I have to see more because they're splitting a lot with Danny Gray. Reggie He's Roberson's averaging finally- 18 points a game. He is. He absolutely is. And Danny Gray, I think, is doing something similar as well, too. But they've been playing against, you know, like, conference opponents, and then, like, one was at a conference against Abilene Christian. So it's not like, you know, the, the, their conference is known for, you know, stout defenses against, like, you know, le- just electric pass. Like, just great spread offenses like that. So now you're going against TCU, a Big 12 team, which I'm not saying is, like, you know, a great defense, but TCU has some good players on that defense, and they always throw – a curveball on a lot of teams, like uh, schemes. So, I don't know just yet. I, I'll say he's like probably on the. If I had to prioritize, I'll go to the other two: Tyler Sneed and Charleston Rambo are probably the ones I would probably put in over um, David Bell because Charleston Rambo is going against Central so, Connecticut, and then he, Tyler is going against Charleston Southern. So here's
0: here's the thing. Um, uh, I'm gonna advocate for Tyler Sneed here. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for that. Look at do, the times, that, no, at the times that Rice and Rambo play.
1: Look okay. at the times that Rice and Rambo play. Ooh, that's 12 they, and 12.30. Noo- I would
0: say they're noon games. We're not going to know about David Bell before then. That's so, true. So You're they're going to have already right. played. We can't switch them in. Tyler Sneed plays a game at 6. If David Bell can't play, we have to go with Tyler Sneed. I right, don't want to so go over
1: but, now i will throw one more scenario what if we get the okay that he will play like uh tomorrow or saturday morning if we get the official okay that
0: he will play like well in advance i'm gonna advocate for i actually would advocate for rushy rice really because rambo and sneed are both playing against like smaller competition uh they're, those teams probably going to run the ball a lot. They're not going. They're they're not going to be in a game script where they're going to need to pass a ton. Versus Rashi Rice playing against TCU, that's going to be a back and forth, very close game in my opinion. Rashi Rice has quickly become one of Mordecai's favorite receivers on this offense. Even though he's passing the ball over the yard, they pass the ball enough to where he can easily still have a good. Um, he can still have a good fantasy day. I would advocate for Rashi here.
1: I mean, I, I'll say this. He's only given, like, the last two games he only had four receptions. Now, he did get he did two in the last game against LA Tech because that was a shootout. Uh, TCU might be a shootout as well, too. But four receptions compared to guys that are getting, like, what Sneed is getting the past two games, five, five, four. Um, and then Charleston Rambo just had that big game with 12. And he's hmm. been averaging around, like, eight. Maybe, so maybe we think-
0: do go Charleston Rambo if he's averaging better receptions.
1: Yeah. So I, I mean, think I, you, you got me convinced there. We'll we'll go Rambo. If okay. for some reason, so I reason. think like if we get the information early about David Bell of whether he plays or not, then I'm fine with putting in Rambo. Mhm. Now if we don't, then I'm with you with Rashi Rice. All right, not Rashi Rice. Tyler Snead six. Yeah. That would like, be my pr- my priority list was Charleston Rambo one, Tyler Snead two, and Rashi Rice three. If uh, we had to come to a, a decision. Sounds good, which means uh,
0: Rashi is absolutely about to go off for like 30 points.
1: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see.
0: Anyway, uh, tight end.
1: It's still Michael
0: Meyer. <laughs> the godsend tight end, uh, Michael Meyer. He's still, we're, we're keeping him in, even with his bad week last week. There's no reason not yeah. to. So that's our lineup for the week. Um, our official lineup right now is quarterbacks Sam Howell and JT Daniels. Uh, we have Ty Chandler. And Kenneth Walker as our two starting running backs. We have David Bell, Raheem Jarrett, and Garrett Wilson as our three starting wide receivers. Starting tight end is Michael Meyer. And our two uh, flexes are Hassan Haskins and Chez Malusi. One more thing I did want to throw by you real quick, Xavier, is do we want to try to see if we can find a quarterback off the waiver wire for this week? Or
1: are you in JT we trust? Uh, just wait uh, on the waiver wire right now live
0: yeah. right now live Is that something you just want to uh, consider
1: here or not? Nah? Let, let's look. Let's look at what we got here. It's it's always nice to like window shop Payton Thorne is still available in our league and he's thrown for the past two games of four touchdowns I remember I didn't mention this in our DMs earlier and he's The past two games he's averaging around like if I had to estimate 37 38 points. He plays Nebraska more, this weekend he plays Nebraska um, I, I don't. I don't have a good gauge of Nebraska right now. I still think they're going to lose that game. And I know, I know, Kenneth Walker is going to have a big day, but I can't just ignore what Peyton Thorne has done for Michigan State this season. I think that's the only guy I would really consider here. Um, yeah, honestly, yeah, that's probably uh, maybe like Jack Plummer. If David Bell was playing. And Uh, that's really it I don't see anybody else that I would Be uh, looking forward to Putting in our starting lineup It's again like do we want Do
0: we want to trust a Michigan State Quarterback and I just don't think We're quite there yet He does it again this week and I know who we're aiming for On the waiver wire next week
1: but then at the same time, we've been saying that we want to aim for these players that are doing well, and then we never get the guy that we want. He's You're top right. three. Well, well, he's not top three. He's top three quarterbacks. Uh, out of all the position groups, Peyton Thorne is but still again, top three. But
0: even so, we're only allowed four quarterbacks on
1: our roster in this league. So, so like, we would have do to cut drop? somebody. We'd have to cut somebody. Probably, it would probably – actually, I don't know. That's going to be tough just depends on the rest of their schedules and who they're facing. I know Georgia has a big game against Florida uh, later down the line. And if JT lights it up, that's going to be great. But um, then we also have some tough games against Arkansas and Auburn. So, and then I don't know what, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Caleb Ellaby is going to face in the Mac. So, I mean, it is the Mac. So he could go off. You no, know, uh, We drafted him for a reason, for his Mac play. Mm hmm. So I'd probably I'd probably lean more towards your uh, the fa- you're probably more inclined to uh, drop JT and even though it would hurt me I would listen and be like all right he has to go. But if he goes off I'm gonna you know at you on Twitter and just be like I told you he was the next Heisman great. He's not in the so, Heisman race anymore. He's, he's only yeah, he's got not, 400, He's not. he got four hundred yards and three touchdowns. He got he got injured. It's not fair. You're but, right. Okay. He could get back in it, though, if he blows out Florida and then, like, I don't know, what the Heisman race stops after, like, what, the championship game or before the championship game? I think it's after the SEC championship. Oh, usually. so he could win it. He could do something. Yeah, just know it's definitely before
0: playoffs. Um, okay, so, I su- I just say just in JT we trust this week. Yeah, uh, I think right it's in JT we trust. I-, I think Thorne's in for a letdown game here soon. Um, against Northwestern, uh, which had a halfway decent defense. He only threw for 185 yards and a touchdown. But
1: that was his first game. Yes, yeah, but really. also
0: think about his next two games against Young- Youngstown, an FCS school in Miami, which is quickly showing itself to be one of the worst defenses in the country right now, especially when it comes to tackling. So I think we just ride JT against Vanderbilt, see what happens. Yeah. So that is our sit start we're gonna go take a look at our matchup who we're facing and like whether or not we think we're gonna win so this week we will be facing josh um from the cff guys i'm pretty sure i butchered the last name sorry josh um and yeah y'all i'm not gonna lie um Regardless of who we start at quarterback, I don't feel so good about this one. No. Let's go look at what uh, Josh has done the first three weeks of the season. Um, Week 1 scored 260 points. Uh, Week 2 scored 269 points. Week 3 scored 250 points. Um, Y'all, this ain't looking too hot. I'm not going to lie. He's Mm -hmm. got Brandon Armstrong and Malik Willis. That is a hell of a quarterback duo right there. I don't know how we all allowed that. Uh, Brandon Thomas, Rashad White, um, those are those are his two starting running backs. I feel like Ty Chandler, Kenneth Walker are somewhat comparable there. Like I don't think we have a massive disadvantage there.
1: I'll say this. This is a PPR league, and Rashad White catches a lot of passes out of the backfield, so that will get annoying.
0: That is very, so very I, true.
1: I, I I'll say this. Unless Ty Chandler gets some more receiving work, I think we still have a... It's a slight disadvantage, not like a complete blowout at quarterback that he has. Oh,
0: no. the court, We have a severe disadvantage at quarterback unless Sam Howell really step, Like, If Sam Howell carries both of them, I, I like our chances there. Um, wide receivers, he's got Josh Downs, Wandale Robinson, and Calvin Turner. I think Josh Downs and Wandale Robinson beats out david bell and brakeem Jarrett. but i do like garrett wilson over calvin turner
1: so i give him a slight uh, advantage of receiver i'll say this they're going against new mexico state <laughs> that's why i started uh, calvin turner in our league because i was like new mexico state uh, is garbage, and you don't like new mexico state because they're not. for that i don't they're garbage. so they're they're just not good and i'm expecting calvin turner to get a lot of work from different like uh from different plays of whether it's on the ground or through the air. So mm. it's gonna be tricky.
0: And then at tight end, we got our boy Michael Meyer, but he's got Grant Calcaterra. Uh Grant Grant Calcaterra, I don't think, has a ceiling of Meyer, but he definitely has the consist has consistency. Even last week when every other tight end in the world was struggling, Calcaterra still put up some points. I feel like yeah. I like our chances a little bit more at Flex, Uh, I do think Lou Nichols is better than both Ches Malusi and Hassan Haskins. Mm -hmm. But Roderick Burns is part of that North Texas offense, and they are inconsistent as all living hell right now. Now, granted, they're going against LA Tech, who's been in shootout after shootout this year. Um, But even still, I like Hassan Haskins against Rutgers. I like Ches Malusi just to be the whole offense for Wisconsin. So I feel like there's a slight advantage there at flex for us. But when I add this whole thing up, I just it's hard for me to see a win here. And if we lose to lose to Josh, I'm not gonna be too upset because again, if after this week we lose to Josh, we will be two and two and the only two losses we will have had came to teams that are currently undefeated. So I don't know. I'm predicting a loss this week. And I know that kind of sounds defeatist and everything, but like it would, it need like Josh's teams have just been highly consistent with how much, how many points they've scored. And we would need our team to perform our best, their best in order to get up there. Like we would need an average of 26 points from each of our guys to score into the range that Josh is typically seeing his guys score in. And I'm having a hard time seeing that. So I'm chalking, I'm, I'm predicting an L here. So Xavier, what are you thinking
1: here? I'm thinking this week we get over 200 points again. But I'm also thinking that we're not going to even, uh, we're not going to win this week. I would, I think this is going to be, uh, it would be great to win, you know, have a little comeback story of like, we we thought we were out of it and then, you know, Maybe Kenneth Walker goes for a five-touchdown game and Ty Chandler has two and Sam Howell is just throwing it all over and JT is the safer that I want, want him to be. But it's still going to take a lot more than those few guys to, like, even compete with what he has. I, I would, It would have to be, like, Brennan Armstrong and Malik Willis got shut down after halftime. And mm-hmm. Malik Willis is probably going to be in that Syracuse game for a very, very long time. Brennan is playing... Um, Wake Forest, so he would probably be in that game for the entire game as well, too. Mm-hmm. And then you have, oh, man, it's just so much to where everything just looks like a favorable matchup for him. Now, we'll say Wandale versus South Carolina. Uh, last week, they didn't have the greatest of week against Chattanooga, but I think uh, they'll pick back up where they left off before, mm-hmm. and he's still an electric player. Now I, I like the point you made about Roderick Burns, because I did pick him up in another league, and I was like... Yeah, he still has good upside, but it's just the fact that they're very inconsistent right now with the injuries that they have. Mm-hmm. And like, It's always weird. It's always either they're missing a star receiver, so they just key in on the run because they have Tory or either Tory's hurt, and they're just keying in on the receivers. So everybody has a game plan for them. Um, yeah, it's going to take a miracle. And I, can, I like to believe in miracles. I do believe in miracles, but... Yeah, if I had to be objective, I don't think we're gonna win this week, which I'm fine with. At least it's one of the top guys in the league to have a yeah, really good like, team.
0: I, again if we lose this week we'll we will not lost to I don't in my opinion, anybody we weren't supposed to lose to yet. Now yeah. we got time to build up our team to the end of the season, try to get some more guys in here that'll help us down the road when I believe we actually no, we don't face any we don't face any of these guys again until the playoffs. So Yeah. Alrighty. So, uh, with that being said, um, I believe that wraps up our show for this week. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Xavier is there anything else you want to say before we head out of here?
1: Uh, Nope. Thanks for, uh, dropping in and, uh, hearing us out. Uh, we hope you enjoy, uh, all the content that we're putting out on a, a semi consistent basis. I think we're doing a pretty good job so far. Um, yeah, we enjoy all the feedback that y'all give us. We enjoy uh, the questions y'all have on Twitter, whether they're in the uh, they're in the DMs or out there in the open public. We don't care how crazy or ludicrous they are. We'll give you an honest answer. We don't try to, uh, you know, berate anybody. We always just give our honest opinions, and you don't have to listen to our opinions. Sometimes guys have a better feeling than us. We're not, you know, we don't know. If we knew all the answers, then yeah, we'd probably uh, be more in the betting business rather than just fantasy, uh, just regular fantasy. But yeah we, we just love what we do uh we enjoy the support and yeah we can't wait to keep on making content so that's that's all i have to say for now
0: alright y'all appreciate y'all listening and everything again i'm happy to have gotten back our graphics i'll be working to try to get the main show's graphics back up and running before we record our recap and preview for next week so i appreciate y'all and y'all have a wonderful day